Welcome to today's teaching on Double Eagles Radio Network. And this podcast is going to deal with the so many revelations of Jesus Christ himself. Remember, it's one thing to learn about God. The Word itself probably puts you to sleep. But once you're translated by the living Word, by His Spirit, you're quickened to see. Remember, the Word of God is visual. The Kingdom of Heaven is visual. Listen to this. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am also known. As the Lord opens up your eye gates to, this, to see the dimension of the kingdom of heaven, this great mystery that keeps everyone's eyes blinded, unless he's revealed unto you. No man knows the Father except the Son. No man knows the, the Son except the Father, and unto whom he is revealed. That's why the hidden mysteries of God, eye has not seen nor has ear heard the things of God. These scriptures are only partly spoken. But it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. You want to see God? You want to see His kingdom, His dimension, His glory? Repeat this every day. For my God is a consuming fire. That's why John the Baptist in scriptures, in prophecy, in the letter as it's written, the forerunner of Jesus, now and then, to make ye pass straight. Now the axe is laid to the root of the trees, the roots of your old nature. That's why the kingdom of God Unless you be born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. First the natural, then the spiritual. That's why Jesus came back through a water sack birth and was crucified to pay the price for you to go into the spirit. John said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. That's just your beginning of of faith, that confession. But he that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, but he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Today's message for your podcast is called The Eternal Fire. The Eternal Fire of God. This is how God is going to do destroy the earth and recreate the earth. It's not going to do with the flood. 
That's why you can throw out all this false doctrines about global warming. You want the answers to how to stop damnation? Stop, stop your whoredoms. Stop burning in lust one towards another. Stop dishonoring your life of that carnal man, earthly, sensual, and devilish. They change the glory of God, the uncorruptible God, into an image made like an incorruptible man. Birds, animals, Mother Earth. The earth is groaning for the manifestations of the sons of God. To recreate the kingdom of heaven from the inward fire of Jesus Christ in you, consumed in the omnipresent Holy Ghost, or the Shekinah glory of God, the supernatural light cloud, which manifests, sits, moves on the throne of God and the mercy seat on high. And you can get all sorts of teachings about the Old Testament when Moses had to put a veil over his face for that light shone on his countenance, and they could not steadfastly behold his face. Well, now in the, re the reading of the New Testament, the veil's done away with, so that light that convicts, burns the holiness of God can start to indwell in you, and Christ's countenance can be seen on you. And that consuming fire of God will start to burn up or convict and recreate heaven or paradise because it started to return back into you. God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. See, the cover-up, the cover-up for the sinful nature or the revealing of Christ in the innocence of God, will start to return paradise back into you and back off or redeem the time for the days are evil. Listen to this. I'm telling you all this, by the way, because I lived that life of the whorish man. The deep things. There's nothing here. There's nothing new under the sun. Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the answer out of bondage, death, hell, disease. Christ's light, the brilliance of his countenance. And I've taught you in all these teachings about the appearing of God. To have your eyes opened. That's how Jesus reveals himself. That's how eternal life and that eternal power that's how, this is all about the scriptures. And that's how he destroys the devil, the world, the sinful world. These doctrines of demons. The doctrines of devils in these latter days. You want to really see clearly from all the smoke and mirrors? This is how you do it. Listen to this. 
And the reason I'm telling you all these things is because this is how God saves you. But, beloved, remember the, ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that you were told there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. That's why the, the testimony, the word of your testimony, is so powerful to go forth. But ye, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves, building on yourselves most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now the Spirit is giving you to profit therewith all, in everything, to recreate heaven in your body, your mind, your soul. That's how the indwelling of the Godhead bodily, the Holy Trinity, recreates paradise in you. And the spoken word out of your lips, through the logs of the word of God of truth, consumes you and ignites you in the truth, love, and power of life. Jesus Christ is the light of this world and in him is no darkness at all listen to this keeping yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life and of some have compassion making a difference and of others save with fear pulling them out of the fire Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. So God's consuming fire. That's how the blood of Jesus was shed for you on Calvary. For the remissions of sin. In the sinful nature, the carnal man. The sinful nature. Get rid of that creature and put on the new creature because... Only the new creature avails anything to God. That faith which works by love. That's why, you, you know, the, the Bible says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. It's not a doctor being tossed to and fro like going out in the ocean and being carried away with every whim and way. Every doctrine that's countered the truth without wavering for he is faithful that promised now you're getting the truth because if you deny Christ Jesus come back for a glorified church without spot or wrinkle wrinkle sanctified unto him a people the glorified church is who's being translated into heaven. And after that rapture happens, it's exciting to get into the scriptures. But you can't come out of this fire of hell, of judgment, sin, but by the grace and the glory of God. That's the whole church age. 
now to be glorified into Jesus. People talk about the church age, and that's the last 2,000 years. But you're going to love what I'm about to tell you in these revelations. And like I said, just let the scriptures keep sinking down in your soul, because as I just read, listen to this. For if we sin willfully after that we've received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. In other words, the time's up. Jew or Gentile? Now he's looking for more wisdom, the Greek or the Gentile. The Jew's looking for a sign. Maybe when he comes out of the eastern sky like lightning in a flash boom in a twinkle of an eye, there'll be some standing here which will not see death till the kingdom of heaven comes in the power of the Father and his angels. So there's no more sacrifice for sin, but a certain fiery looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Just like he despised Moses' law, died without mercy, under two or three witnesses, how of how much more sore punishment suppose you shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden under the foot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite unto the spirit of grace. You don't want to read the next scripture if you don't believe it. Vengeance belongs unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And I'm going to judge my people. And if you remember back in the Old Testament about how God judged the people, he did it with fire, with, with Moses. And he did a lot of other things too, but when they accused Moses and blasphemed God, there came fire out from the Lord and consumed the counterfeit, or the 250 men which had offered unto the Lord in rebellion false incense. And you can read that type of scripture. I'm focusing on the eternal fire today. God was not pleased every time they go against his man. I want you to know something about this message in everything you teach. Religion in many pockets refuses, refuses of the written word of the indwelling of Christ in you, the hope of glory, or the person part. They can, they can do all their diagrams and charts about what's coming and what was, but they never talk about the incarnation of Christ in you, omnipresent in the Father, through the Son, in the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. And the Lord came down in the pillar of a cloud, stood in the door of the tabernacle, and called Aaron and Miriam, 
And they both came forth, and he said, Hear now my words, if there be a prophet among you. I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and will speak unto him a dream. Into I will speak unto him in a dream. Isn't that the promise of the Father? In these latter days, when cloven tongues broke out in Jerusalem in the upper room, in the 120, that's like the original disciples to the tenth power. God's a multiplier said this is the promise or the prophecy of Joel that, you, that your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions and your sons and daughters shall prophesy that's the restoration of God in the flesh verse 7 my servant Moses is not so who is faithful in all my house talking about the man this is personal with him will I speak mouth to mouth even apparently not in dark speeches in the similitude of the Lord shall he behold wherefore then were ye afraid to speak against my servant Moses that, by the way, is how when Moses, Moses reappeared with Jesus when he was transfigured. Yeah, it's right there in the Bible. Look, oh my goodness. He said this. And after six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brings them up to a high mountain apart. Now, I want you to know. This is where it really gets exciting when you're translated in to the kingdom of heaven. And you have seven levels of your spirit, man. There's seven days. And after six days, God looked on his, all of what he created and saw that it was good and he rested on the seventh day. Now, you could take this on this, after six days. That's why this is the moment for the glorified church. The 6,000 years rule of reign of paradise now coming to a head. We're going to keep explaining this in, in parts. So you just keep re receiving the fire of God and the logs of truth into your spirit. Faith comes by hearing. And all of a sudden you just be consumed and become as he is or Christ is as you're walking out your salvation think of it this way after six days he took Peter James and John and bring them up in Ohio mountain and was trying a high mountain apart in this world but not of this world and was transfigured before them and his face did shine as the Sun and his raiment, raiment was white as light. Isn't that the glorified state now? Isn't that justified, sanctified, and glorified? Jesus glorified the bride of Christ, adorned in her beauty. And behold, there appeared with him Moses and Elijah talking with him. And there was Peter and said unto Jesus the Lord, said unto Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to have been here. They saw 
his translation. While he spoke, behold, in a bright cloud, excuse me, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, Moses, and one for Elijah, or Elias. He saw them, the disciples saw his two witnesses talking about how he's going to finish his testimony as the Son of Man on earth, his three and a half year ministry. Bear with me, this is getting exciting because that's the exact ministry of three and a half years or three and a half days in the tribulation of his two witnesses, Moses and Elijah. And of course, there's a bright cloud overshadowed them and said, Behold, a voice came out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved son, in whom well pleased hear him. You're always going to have a divine witness and the Holy Spirit in you that bears witness that you are a son of God. Of course, that's what they killed Jesus for with envy, the religious bunch, because they never figure out the finality of the scriptures. Because they don't want to be revealed for what they are. Counterfeits. But you can repent of all that, like I said. I want you to call in remembrance, the Bible says, the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of affliction. But after that six days, could it mean this? Because in Hebrews 12, verse 1, you've heard these scriptures. If you read that, that whole thing, the dimensional teaches the new Jerusalem, the Shekinah glory of God. Wherefore we are seen, we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and that sin which does so easily beset us. Run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, I can tell you the manifestation of Christ is only hid to them that are lost that believe not this gospel of the New Testament, of the superior dispensation of God's glory. But nobody ever ties in to that appearing in the glory cloud with this scripture. And all these having obtained a good report of faith, hope, persecution, adversary, hardship, death. They didn't receive the promises. God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. That's the kingdom of heaven, everyone. That's the kingdom of glory that's trying to snatch you out of darkness. That's who Jesus is in his consuming fire. I counsel thee, buy me gold, tribe, and fire, that you may be rich in white raiment, that you may be covered in glory, the new creature. Therefore, if any man be new in Christ, he's a new creature. If you're in Jesus, you become this man, glorified in Christ as a joint heir with Jesus. And that you may be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness, or the 
sinful nature like Adam when he ate from the one forbidden tree, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and forsook the tree of life, God banished them from paradise. Now the second Adam, or the first quickened spirit from the dead, came back and started the recreation in you, where Adam left off into perfection, or the first quickened spirit from the dead. Well, listen to this. The shame of thy nakedness does not appear, and anoint thy eyes with thy salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be there, be be therefore zealous and repent. Well, I'm standing here now in these the, the Laodicean age, or the last age, or the seventh level of judgment and of fulfillment and of prophecy of the seven ages of the churches. Now the kingdom of heaven needs to be in you. Listen to this. I behold, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hears my voice, if you're speaking the words of truth, God's in your voice, and it's him that's speaking through you. If you don't like that, read Matthew chapter 10, verse 20. The Spirit of God, not you, that... But the, but the Spirit of my Father which speaketh through you the truth that sets you free. I'm having some fun today. I hope you are. I mean, the, the relishing of the comfort of the Holy Spirit in the magnificent translation in the revelations of the kingdom of heaven is translating you into his dimension, lifting you up out of bondage, to see this. If any man hear my voice and open the door to the heart, the eyes are the light of the body. The heart's, the mouth speaks the abundance of the heart. If the eye be single, the body's full of light. I will come into him and I will sup with him. To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. If you've got an ear, if you've got a spiritual ear, let me hear what the Holy Spirit saith unto the churches, what he says unto you. I mean, the magnificent appearing of Jesus Christ is such an awesome sight. And I could put it to you another way. The Lamb of God needs to appear unto you now. So when he appears in this dimension to rapture you out of here, you're not left having to either starve to death if you don't take the mark. Start, take the mark and go to hell. Or have your head cut off as a martyr to go into heaven for the testimony of the Lamb. You have a way out right now. Because the beast will be destroyed with the spirit of truth out of the Lord's mouth. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword and that, that with it he should smite the nations. 
and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of King and Lord of Lords. It's Jesus. It always has been. It always will be. So when you start really searching your heart and listening, the consuming fire of God is going to is, is taking the Antichrist's spirits. Just like he did in power and demonstration of the word. I hope you don't refuse this call because that's how the Jews forsook and didn't heed John the Baptist. Now everybody, they refused him. I mean, that's what Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Scriptures spoke of. Talk about John the Baptist. He said, For he should be great in the sight of the Lord, shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy, the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall, shall he turn to the Lord their God. Israel is prince with God. And has overcome. That's how Jacob the supplanter became Israel. And John the Baptist speaking of him, and he should go before God, or before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the children, or the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So that's that's the whole scripture in it. And that, that's what goes back to the forerunning of God of the end of the Old Testament. Behold, I send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, before the Lord. Whom you seek. Remember, ask it shall be given, seek you'll find, knock the door shall be open. Whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, whom you delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord. But who shall abide at the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap. When God first started manifesting me out of another vessel and through all these impartations over the years till he appeared to me in this dimension, you are unable to move in his day. It's over. Not only does eternity flash before your eyes and your life is, if you're not quickened in the Holy Ghost, you will burn up in his fire. But if your soul is in the Lord, you, every fiber, molecularly and spiritually and supernaturally, is alive, quickened by a spirit, helpless in the flesh, and so alive. And that's just a glimpse of his appearing.
So, who will abide in his day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appears, for he's like a refiner's fire. He's like a fuller's soap. He's going to get the dross out. Glorified church. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. And he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver and shall purify you. And purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. The offering is your life, everyone. Your soul for his. Those that shall lose their life shall find it. That's how you bear much fruit. Now listen to this. This is the Old Testament, the last chapter of Malachi, of the Old Testament. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And shall go forth and shall grow up as a calves in the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked. For they shall be ashes on the soles of your feet. In that day I do this, saith the Lord. Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all, for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I send Elijah the prophet before the coming the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So if you will receive it, the Bible says, if Jesus said the New Testament. For all the law and the prophets prophesied until John, and if you will receive it, he is, this is Elias, or this is Elijah, preparing you the way before the Lord, which was for to come. But as you know, they did unto him exactly what they desired. They cut his head off. Trade out the law. Traded out the bondage. Lust cut off the head of the law. For Jesus to be replaced as the head in your life of love and truth. So this whole dispensation to these latter times of the double the power now in the latter reign, double the power of that of the former reign, because Paul's ministry as the Gentiles' apostle, if you will, being apostle, it was through the appearing of Christ. Listen to this. Paul said this. That Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It is necessary that the word of God should first be spoken to you. But seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentile. Well, that dispensation is coming to an end. I've set you to be a light to the Gentiles. So Christ is that light. In him is no darkness at all. That you should, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. That's the preaching of this gospel. This gospel must be preached unto the ends of the world. Then 
the end shall come. And we're in that latter moment right now. So before all this happens to you, God's eternal light or glory is giving you a way out. Before the two witnesses come, before the angel of God's presence comes back. See, when Michael was sent down from heaven, it went into the heart of the earth. For contending with the body of Moses, he didn't bring, he didn't dispute when he was fighting for the body body of Moses was Satan who came up from hell. He didn't bring any accusation, railing accusation against but said the Lord rebuke you. Isn't that what the Old Testament said? I mean, Moses died by the word of God. He said so Moses the servant of the Lord died there in the land of Moab according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley of the land of Moab over against Beth Peor, but no man knoweth his sepulcher unto this day. They couldn't find his body. Supernaturally, God went into the grave, set Michael, the angel of his presence, and translated him out, and then was seen what is it, 2,000 years later? On the Mount of Transfiguration. So that's the whole gospel of Jesus, by the way. And I'll get there. And, and I want to read this to you, too. And, and, there arose, and there arose not a prophet since Israel and the like of Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. And all the signs and wonders, which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and the servants. In all the mighty hand, in the great terror which Moses showed, not only to the, the world, but to all of Israel. So the dimensional teachings of all this, the eternal fire of God, and what I just read to you about, what Michael said, every time you're facing the devil in your life, And you got the truth in you. Are you just innocent enough to have the courage and the boldness enough to speak the word of God? As you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, can say unto that mountain, Be thou removed and cast in the sea. You can tell the devil it's the Lord in you that rebukes him. And by that authority and power he must flee. Zechariah 3 says this. And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at the right hand to resist him. The devil only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebukes you. The devil's already defeated everyone. 
the Antichrist, the beast, look back at this fulfillment of prophecy as it's written now and play it out because it's exactly how it's written. The Lord rebuke you, O Satan. Even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebukes you. Is this not a brand plucked out of the fire? This is how God's fulfillment is going to translate your life today. When you minister the Word of God, start to practice quoting the Scriptures and beholding and setting your countenance until light starts to appear. God is a light. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. And see the Scriptures come alive. I beheld the thrones were cast down, and the ancients of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow. See, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And every time he appears, he's a brilliant light, without spot or wrinkle, no shadow of turning. And the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheel as burning fire. A fiery stream issued came forth from before him. And thousands and a thousand thousands ministered unto him. And ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set. And the books were open. I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. So if you're in the kingdom of heaven, you're in comfort. Power, peace, joy, and the Holy Spirit. God inhabits the praise of his people just knowing. It was the it was always the unknown that torments people. This is how you turn off the unknown into the surety, the exact prophecy. We have a more sure word of prophecy. And this is how Jesus Christ is formed in you. Become part of his body. I did a Bible study about uh, seven years ago, and a 14-year-old boy sat there and had it, the dimension of the kingdom of heaven open up all around me, and he described an exact vision what he saw. And he saw the four living creatures, or the seraphims. I mean this in godly holiness, the beasts of God. When they enter the room, molecularly, the room starts to breathe and move. There were faces and there were wings stretched upward, and the two wings of everyone were joined one to another, and the two were covered, their bodies. And they went everyone straight forward. Whether the spirit was to go, they went. They turn not when they went. They're there for one thing. 
Holy, holy, holy is the Lord thy God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord thy God. And all you internet preachers, and all you big evan evangelical preachers and your thousands and thousands in your congregations, are you preaching and teaching the revelations and the visions of the kingdom of heaven and glory? Are your people having dreams and seeing visions and open manifestations of Christ in heaven? Are you praying eye to eye? Or are you putting your heads down and seeing nothing? It's time to open your eyes and see. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire. Excuse me, and their, and their appearance is like the burning coals of fire and the, like the appearance of lamps. And went up and down among the living creatures, and the fire was bright. And out of the fire went forth lightnings. So if you ever see lightning in the spirit, just take it as it's written. And the living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. See, God moves at light speed. Not at carnal speed. He'll recreate the kingdom of heaven you in a twinkle of an eye. In a moment. And you can read more of that because it's so brilliant. Actually, you can see that if you ever come. You know where to come if you want that. That have people that have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Christ himself manifesting. I've already told you what forsaken that is. The power and the kingdom and the glory of God. So now, I mean, that, that, that's how judgment is, everyone. said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst and the final water of life freely. Him that overcomes shall inherit all things. I'll be his God. He'll be my son. The fearful and unbelieving, the abominable, and the murderers and whoremongers, sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, they're going to have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Because everyone's that's not, names aren't written in Lamb's Book of Life. You can't enter into heaven. Take Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. Right now, seize your moment. And start this translation to the Jew and Gentile, to the whole world. And death and hell were cast in a lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life, the Lamb's book of life, was cast in the lake of fire. See, 
That's what's going to tie in everything. This is the this is the preaching of the gospel to every nation, kindred, and tongue. This is how, when you read prophecies in Scripture, it's not open to any private interpretation. It's just plain as it's written. And I'll give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy 1,203 score for 60 days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceeds out of their mouth and devours their enemy. If any any man will hurt them, he must in this matter be killed. I mean, this is the Lamb. This is his gospel. They have power to shut heaven and shall not reign in the day of their prophecies and shall, shall have power over waters and turn in the blood and to smite the earth with plagues as often as they will. And they'll have, and when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast, which is already going to be cast in the lake of fire, shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and make war against them. They'll overcome and kill them. Their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord is crucified. That's modern-day Jerusalem, everyone. But this just goes back to how God is wiping out evil. Not, like, not through the flood, but through fire. The people, the kindreds and tongues and nations, shall see their dead bodies three, and a, three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies put in a grave. In other words, open scorn. Jesus is despised and so are you. And you know what the old New Testament tells you about rejection and all this? They that live holy in, in Christ shall suffer persecution. Praise God. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them and dwelt on the earth. And after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God enters into them. They stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them, which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven, and the cloud of their enemies beheld them. Remember, God's a consuming fire. A lot, of, a lot of people that interpret Scripture don't realize that that's how God destroys the devil, through the brightness of his countenance and through the word of his truth. And if it's a physical thing or a supernatural thing, that's how God destroys the enemy, through the spoken word. That's what he did in the Old Testament. With those two olive trees and two candlesticks. Huh. And that's what it says. I'm just tying it all in for you. Zechariah 4 says, says the same thing. 
and the two olive trees by it, one on the right side of the bowl and the one on the other side of it. So I, I answered and spake to the angel, talk to me, who are these two, my Lord? And he said, you know who they are. I said, I don't know. He goes on and answer and said, this is the word of God. This is the word of the Lord. He said, not by power, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. That's the only way you have power. So then he answered and said unto him, what are these two olive trees? Olives, olive oil, the, the lamp of the oils represent the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Ties Israel in, sons of God, prince with God is Israel. The new Jerusalem, which we set down from heaven. You can read that in the end times, which I will get into. What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side? And he answered unto him, What be these two olive branches? Through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves. In the words of truth of God. These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. So you can see that just like John the Baptist, if you can receive it, was in the spirit and the power of Elijah, these two witnesses will be in the spirit and the power of the major lawgiver Moses in the major prophet of the Old Testament, Elijah. By the Spirit of the Lord. Isn't that the whole teaching of the Gospel of Jesus? His glory, His light, His eternal fire, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you believed in vain. For which I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, And that he, that he was buried, rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. He was seen as Cephas, then of the twelve. Reappeared. Glorified. Translated. After that he was seen of about 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. He goes on to talk about Paul said, I... And the last all he's seen of me one is one born out of due time. God's the God of the impossible. He's the God of the living. Therefore have you greatly erred not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. Isn't that how he... What he did when he was crucified? Jesus, when he cried again with a loud voice, 
yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent twain from top to bottom, and the earth did quake. The rest said, I'm going back here and covering something for you. The rest said, let, be, let us see whether Elijah comes. This is on the cross. They actually thought Jesus, when he's being crucified, was calling for Elijah. Jesus, when he cried, again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil was rent of uh, the temple was rent in twain. Top to bottom, the earth did quake and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. You want to be get the power out of death, hell, and the grave? The, the impossible, the supernatural dimension of the kingdom of heaven, prophecy, world history, eternal life. It's in his eternal fire. Like I told you before, what he told the Jews, if you can receive John the Baptist, the forerunner of God, this was Elijah to come. But I say unto you, Jesus said, Elias indeed did come, and they have done unto him whatsoever they listed, as it is written of him. So what shoulda or coulda been done 2,000 years ago, God's perfected plan B that he so loved, but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever shall believe on him shall have everlasting life. His grace and glory. Time and chance happens to them all. Well, now it's time to be glorified. Now it's time to go press into the kingdom of heaven. Now the time of that is over. The hour has come, and now is, and the true worshippers shall worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship Him. So I'll give power to my two witnesses. And they shall prophesy these three and a half years. This is after, hopefully, you're not here when this happens. Fire will proceed out of their mouth, though, if they be hurt. And I'm tying in all this scripture and what this is really about. The beginning and the end, if you will, of the millennial reign of Christ's kingdom in you. That's how you're spared of the second death in the lake of fire. But I want to put an end to 
a lot of people's disbelief, especially you religious ones that read these letters and don't believe that can't happen because it's going to happen exactly how it happened in the Old Testament with Moses and Elijah. And when they're killed, that's how Jesus, Elijah, has not died yet. John did, but Elijah didn't. Moses did, but we've showed you in the scriptures. But he was already resurrected out of the dead and reappeared with, with Jesus. So these two men of God, the spirit and power of Christ and the angel of his presence in these two witnesses of Moses himself and Elijah himself. The eternal fire that's going to come out of them and devour the enemies for the judgment of God, just like it's written in the Old Testament, will tie in to the scriptures of eternity. Not wiping out mankind with, with the flood, everyone. It's the fire of God. God's consuming fire. The Holy Ghost and fire. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of 50, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and those 50. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his 50. So God's word never returns void. And I have seen physically and spiritually the anointing get so hot in the throne of God out of God's anointed already miracles, signs, and wonders in the power of the apostolic, in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I have witnessed to this, this truth. It's happening, and I read that about Moses. But if you're living in God's glory, you're going to see these power demonstrations. And for the appointed time, the invisible power of God, or seeing Him as invisible, that's what the scriptures talk about Moses. That's why he forsook Egypt in the world, all those riches. And the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. But the prayer of Elijah to take down and all these false prophets around him, a veil of worldliness. Unless you be born again, you can't see this. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah, excuse me, and Elisha saw that. 
And he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel. The horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more. And that's a whole other double mantle teaching, which I've done and demonstrated and showed. The infallible word of God. Making an axe head swim. Making a donkey speak to stop the madness of the prophet. Because the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing with his sword in the path. And he made him speak out of his mouth to the blind prophet. Then God opened his eyes. See, God can do anything and will perform and does perform his word as it's written. That's just a little something I wanted to share with you today. It's as it's written. And the Lamb of God is real and the Kingdom of God is real and His anointed is real. And if you're out there teaching these scriptures to people, the book of Revelations in these end times, God's going to be glorified in the heathen. Everyone's going to see him. But by then, when he appears in this dimension, that's how God destroys lust, sin, and death. And the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. So you don't want to lose your savor. You want to mean God's consuming fire inside of you, the inward fire. The burning of the anointed presence of God that consumes the chaff of sin and its sinful nature. And as miracles happen for you. That's the life I've lived for 20 years. And see and behold daily His presence. You don't want to go to hell and die in your sins. Where the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. Time to cut off sin with righteousness. See, the city that's set on a hill is not easily hit. For everyone shall be salted with fire. And your sacrifice, or the preservative, should be salted with salt. Salt is good, but salt is lost to save, or what good is it? Have, have this preservative in yourself. Let peace one towards another. Now I hope this, these teachings encourage you. Because what you're seeing up until now is just a shadow of things to come. It's just like the law. Having a shadow of good things to come. And not the very image of the things 
that of those ways could never bring, but through the blood of Christ, not the blood of bulls and goats, the sacrificial lamb. He is the permanent one-time atonement for sin and the sinful nature eternally, now and forever. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil. That is to say, his flesh. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of Cast not away your confidence, for therein lies a great recompense and reward. Behold his kingdom. Step into his eternal fire. Be baptized into life eternal, now and forever. <laughs>